thank you again for deciding uh, to take part in a worship celebration. Uh, if you have your Bibles with you, turn to John chapter 7, verses 37 to 39. If uh, you have your devices, do that. Uh, it's only three verses, so if you look in the YouVersion Bible app, you also will find reference printed there and uh, you can be able to follow along. As you're looking, I just want to remind you we are in the process this year of reading through the Gospel of John, 21 chapters every month. Uh, again, if it's getting like you're starting to go, I know exactly what the next word is. Try a different version. So, for, what do you mean, Pastor? Well, okay, so if you've been using the New International Version, Try the New Living Translation. Or the King James Version. That will be good. Uh, there, there are several, all kinds of English versions that you can use. Uh, and the easiest way to get them all, or not all, but many of them, is through the Version Bible app, which you can get on your computer, on your uh, phone, on uh, your tablets, whatever devices you might want to use. And if you're going, I, I want to go old school. There are some printed booklets with just the Gospel of John on the shelf back there uh, in the hallway. Please feel free to take one. Those are not, there's no cost. They're free, and you can write in them and take notes in them and underline stuff and circle stuff. And I know some people were told never write in your Bibles. I grew up with parents who wrote in their Bibles all the time. And I like the color in my Bible, so. Yeah. Yeah, that color code stuff, that's the way you find it, Pastor. So anyway, just wanted to remind you of that. Uh, we're, we're in that process. In fact, uh, since this is the end of June, if you want to report how many chapters, or almost the end of June, how many chapters you've read, then grab a sticky note, write it down, stick it on the bulletin board. We will be uh, totaling those up in the next few weeks. All right. So, John chapter 7, verses 37 to 39. We'll be reading from the New Living Translation because that's different from the one that I usually read from. So I can keep, it keeps me on my toes. Um, on the last day, the climax of the festival, one of the festivals that Jesus went to as a Jewish person, is that it was a part of the celebration of the things that God had done for his people. And a big part of this celebration was the, the water that God had provided for the people as they traveled through the desert. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood. We're used to that. Teachers, preachers, speakers stand for the most part, right? In Jesus' culture, teachers always sat down. That's when it was time to pay attention. But this time, he stood up in the middle of the temple courts and shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. 
anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. John adds a little explanation for us. When he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not entered into his glory. A river runs through us. A river runs through us. Or at least it should. My home state of Indiana, a wonderful place to be from. Please, all those of you who live in Indiana, please remember to send letters, I understand. But still, it is a great place to be from. Because I like living in Michigan. Uh, my, the state of Indiana has very few natural lakes, unlike Michigan, uh, the Great Lake State, as well as all the other lakes we have, right? Very few lakes. It's somebody, I think, now this is, it is possible that I'm wrong, but this is, I, I'm guessing that somewhere along the line, somebody in a position of governmental authority noticed that a lot of people in Indiana were driving into Michigan to go to the lake. Good for Michigan. Not so good for Indiana, so they decided, I, this is my guess, they decided to build dams across some of the rivers to create reservoirs. If you don't have a lake, try to make a lake. It's almost as if somebody was saying, saying if we create a reservoir, folks will stay home spend their money here. Most congregations in our society for the last hundred years have acted more like reservoirs than rivers. We have a sign out front. People know we're here. Put the service times in the yellow pages. That's you know that costs us some money, so they know when we're meeting. They can come and join us. They can come to our reservoir. Now I grew up in, and I absorbed this mindset. And I will confess to you today, there have been times when I have been far more concerned about how to attract people to the reservoir than I have been about being a river. There have been times when I have been more concerned about how to attract people to church events than I have been wanted them to meet Jesus through me. But Jesus said, rivers of living water will flow out of and through everyone who believes in me. A river runs through us. 
least it should. So, what did he mean by living water? That's one of the things we ought to, we ought to make sure we understand. By living water, uh, well, let's just use a picture. Because it, it is a word picture, and all the people in, the, in, in his first audience understood the word picture, and I hope you will too in just a moment. Which would you rather drink? Warm, stagnant, cloudy water from a cistern, or cool, fresh, clear water flowing from a spring or a nice mountain stream? How many cistern people? Well, if you're holding up your hand online, I don't see it, but there's nobody holding up their hand in here. We all want the cool, clear, clean stream or spring. That's living water. Living water's not stagnant. Living water is refreshing. Living water makes living things. <sighs> living water is what revives and refreshes and renews life best. Stagnant water will keep you alive if there's nothing else. But if we have a choice, we're going to take the living one. And Jesus took that word picture. And John, the author of this record of Jesus' life and his earthly ministry, gives us an even deeper explanation to make sure we don't miss what Jesus was really trying to say. Now, I'm going to guess that maybe after they got back to you know wherever they were staying in Jerusalem, John or one of the disciples said, okay, I get the living water word picture because I know it has to be a word picture because Jesus, even you don't have water flowing out of you. Literally. What are you talking about? And Jesus probably said something about well, the Holy Spirit. Talking about the Holy Spirit. Everyone who believes in me will be so full of the Holy Spirit he will flow through them and out of them like a river. John says when he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the living water that Jesus promises to all who trust him. A moment ago, Kristen ref ref referenced the, the woman at the well. That was a great little sermon. I loved it. So, and, and, and I would just add one thing. She went to the well full of shame and thirst and left the missionary. One Bible uh, uh, scholar, one preacher puts it this way. We go in to Jesus we go into a relationship with Jesus thirsty, and we come away rivers. We don't just get a glass of water. We become a river of living water. A river runs through us. At least it should. So what 
prevents us from experiencing rivers of living water flowing through us. I've been pondering that, and I'm just wondering, could, could our tendency, our human, broken human tendency, to create reservoirs actually be more like digging broken, cracked cisterns that don't hold water? What if we, what if this expectation that I see so many people have, maybe not you, but a lot of people, so it could be you too. What if this expectation that church people have is that everybody that's going to come to their reservoir is going to look like them and think like them and talk like them. <coughs> and the ones that are going to find their way to the man-made lakes that we call church are just like us. But Jesus shouted to the crowds, everyone! Who is thirsty may come to me. Everyone who believes in me may come and drink. The satisfying of our thirst is for everyone who needs it. Who needs their thirst for God satisfied? Who needs the Holy Spirit to flow into their hearts? Every person that lives or has lived or will live on this planet needs the living water Jesus promised. Every single one. You will never see or hear of anybody who doesn't need him. Who isn't really thirsty for him, even if they don't understand it. Well, Pastor, can you be more specific? Well, I can be. Hold on to your hats. Every Republican is thirsty. Every Democrat is thirsty. Every Independent is thirsty. Every Fascist, every Communist, and every whatever political party people might belong to in whatever country they live in. Every single one of them is thirsty and needs living water. Red and yellow, black and white, everyone is precious in Jesus' sight. Every church member, every Wesleyan, every Baptist, every Methodist, every Presbyterian, every Catholic, and there's hundreds more that I can't name all of Every single person needs living water. Every atheist needs the spirit. Every person who is of some other religion needs the Holy Spirit. That they're thirsty for him, whether they realize it or not. Every heterosexual and every homosexual, everyone needs the spirit's living water. Nobody. Jesus didn't go anybody except. Did not say that. 
And he just to make sure, he said anybody, anyone, twice. It's almost like he said the second time. And for those in the back, anyone who believes in me will be filled and flowing with the Spirit's living water. Every time a person trusts Jesus, the Spirit quenches their thirst, but he goes even further and he transforms them into a river of living water. Not for them. Some of you remember a song that was a little ditty. I got a river of life flowing out of me. Don't you wish you were just like me? Oh, that part wasn't in there, was it? It was just kind of implied. Hang on, I'm going to rework it in a little bit and I won't sing it again. All right, so there's this, when the Spirit comes into us, He transforms us into a river of living water, not for us to dam up and turn into a reservoir, but for us to spill out on people. All kinds of people. God plans to offer the whole soul-satisfying love of the Holy Spirit to every person on this planet through his people, through those people who believe in Jesus, through every human being that believes in Jesus. This living water is available to everyone, and when it comes, new creation, the kingdom of God, all the blessings of what God can and will and will is doing comes and flows out of every single one who receives and believes in Jesus. The living water can be found only, only be found at the foot of the cross. It's not in the reservoir. I just want you to pause for a moment and imagine with me that dark Friday afternoon. Three crosses, two criminals, with Jesus in the middle. Both criminals, both these hardened criminals were mocking Jesus and abusing him verbally. But something happened to one of them. I, I wish I could. Uh, hopefully when I get to heaven, it, it won't be so crowded I never find him. I, I would like to talk to him and say, so what happened between bleep, 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 you bleep, 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 and whoa, I need help. By the way, there's this great line from the, the, the new series about Jesus' life called Chosen, where Mary Magdalene says, I was this way, but now I'm this way, and he's the one that's in the middle. Somewhere in the middle of that hardened criminal with verbal abuse, he saw Jesus, and he became another one. 
Because he said something to Jesus along the lines of, hey, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, are you crazy? After all the things you've been saying about me, you can go to here. No, that's not what he said. Do you remember what he said? Some of you grew up in church, you know what it is. He said, today, not someday longer, today you will be with me in paradise. Today you will be with me in heaven. Now, I want you to go with it a little bit further in your imagination. Please, you know, some of you have never used your imagination since sixth grade, but let's try it anyway. Um, let's take our imagination and go with this guy to heaven. And to, for a moment, imagine the confusion among the angels and, and maybe even some of the, the saints when they see this guy show up. How did you get in here? What are you doing here? How long did you follow Jesus? About an hour, maybe. Were you baptized? What's that? Do you understand the doctrines? What? Well, surely. Do you understand the Bible? I can't read. So how did you get here? I hope it's yours. I am not okay. In fact, I'm more broken and messed up than I will ever know, let alone what you're going to know. But the man on the middle cross for me satisfied my thirst with the Holy Spirit and he is becoming a living river flooding out of me. Probably, some of you may not like what I'm about to say but it's okay. I'm saying it because I love you and you can always yell at me. But you're not okay either. You're just as broken and messed up. And you're so messed up that you'll never know how messed up you are. So I have a theory. I can't prove this, but I have a theory that if God showed us immediately exactly how messed up and broken we really are, we would drop dead. I think that's why the Bible says nobody can survive in his presence. It's not that he's vengeful. It's that 
it, it's that we suddenly recognize who we are, and it kills us. <clears throat> but the man on the middle cross says to you, just as surely as he said it, says it to me, and just as surely as he said it to the criminal next to him, the man on the middle cross tells you to come. And you are welcomed. Because the man on the middle cross is the king of kings and the lord of lords, and what he says goes. He will satisfy your thirst with the Holy Spirit. And a river will run through us. A river does run through us. And we will experience the full transforming power of that river when we humbly lovingly tell our friends and our neighbors and our acquaintances as we have opportunity to say things like, I am not okay. Please don't ever think that I think I have my act together. And I know you're not okay either. But the man on the middle cross can make us far better than okay. He can make us new like him. The river runs through us to the people around us who need to know that the man on the middle cross says, Come. You are thirsty, come. This has been one crazy year. We all know that. But I think in all the craziness, we sometimes have missed out on this. The Holy Spirit is on the move. It's not like in March when the pandemic showed up and the, everybody started going, okay, let's flatten the curve, everybody, all this kind of stuff. It's not like all of a sudden the Holy Spirit said, oh, wow, I better wear a mask. <laughs> better distance from these people. I'd hate for them to get a virus. In case you're not sure, that's sarcasm. Well, actually, it's irony. They're so closely related, it can be confusing. The Holy Spirit wasn't surprised. The Holy Spirit is on the move, even in this current rearrangement and chaos in this world. He is on the move. It is a time for us to be filled with hope instead of fear and confusion. God is, has been, and will continue to be remaking this world, and he wants us to work with him, and the Holy Spirit is already moving like a mighty river. He just says, jump in, let's go. <clears throat> jump in, follow the current. I'm going to take you to places and to people you probably never thought you'd ever seen or been talked to, but it's okay because I'm going to flow through you and love them like you can't imagine. So I promised that I was going to reword that song that I made a little bit in front of. So here it is. 
we have a river of life flowing out through us. Makes the lame to walk in the blind to see. Opens prison doors, sets the captives free. We've got a river of life flowing out through us. Spring up, oh well. If you don't remember that, it's okay. Spring up, oh well, within our souls. Spring up, oh well, and make us all whole. Spring up, oh well, and give to us your life abundantly. And through us to everyone who will believe in Jesus. A river runs through us. Let's follow the Spirit's current and flow into our community. So are you thirsty? This is a question for everyone. Are you thirsty? Deep in your soul. Are you thirsty? Are you dissatisfied? I want to invite you to come to Jesus with your thirst and become a river. <coughs> Do you know someone who's thirsty? have to say no I don't so here's a teaser in the month of July we're going to talk about how to deal with that but for those of us who do know someone who's thirsty Invite them to come to Jesus with their thirst, and they'll become a river too when they believe in Him, they trust Him. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, I see our problem. We've been sleepwalking. We really have stopped expecting to hear from the Spirit at the start of our day and don't see you at work in the rest of the day because of it. We miss out and overlook the Holy Spirit's loving work in every person we encounter because we're just not looking. We forget that a river of life flows through us. We are ordinary human beings flooded with the fiery love of God, and everybody who comes close to us ought to experience it. But we're asleep. It's kind of going through life on autopilot. So bless Holy Spirit. We admit right now that you are renewing all things right here, right now, in us. Wake us up. Show us.
show us how we can cooperate with you and how we can take this living water out to the people who don't even know yet that they're looking for it. online, I want to thank you for connecting with us. If you're here, thank you for being here. Um, if you have not already done this, I want to encourage you to join the Champions of Hope uh, Facebook group uh, on our Facebook page. There's a link. Uh, it's always in the description of our live events, so you can find it there. Uh, you'll find you get some unique content as well as uh, connect with people who are also trying to infuse people with the hope of Jesus and to know the love, share that love with them. So, just a quick reminder, shortly we're going to have the annual local church conference, and after that you can have cookies and coffee. Just thought I'd remind you of that. But when you go, keep this in mind. Jesus sends us out with confidence in his promises. He sends us to tell the world of his saving acts and to introduce others to his amazing grace. You and I are sent in the power of the Holy Spirit. Go in Jesus.